3: Number two of Primetime Action here on a Friday. Matt Brown, West Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. We will run through all of the action going on right now in two different sports. I love being able to say that. It's not just baseball tonight. we got some football going on as well. But we got some first pitches coming. So if you do want to play any of these games, all of them coming at you in the next five to 15 minutes, Mariners and the Rangers, George Kirby and Josh Spores, This is Kirby and the Mariners, minus 150 favorites on the road, plus 130 on the Rangers as home underdogs. Eight is the total there. Five minutes after that, 8-10 Eastern, we got the Dodgers and the Royals. Tony Gonsolin and the Dodgers are minus 260 road favorites in this one. If you want Lynch and the Royals at home as underdogs, plus 220, nine is the total. 8.10 Eastern, the A's and the Astros, Adam Oller and Luis Garcia. Luis Garcia is a minus 330 home favorite here for the Astros, plus 275 on Oller and the A's on the road as underdogs. Eight and a half is the total. And then 8.15 Eastern, we got the Brewers and the Cardinals, Eric Lauer, Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery and the Cardinals are minus 170 home favorites. If you want Lauer and the Brewers on the road, as underdogs, plus 145 you will get on that team. Seven and a half is the total. And then a little bit later in the hour, if you want in on the Diamondbacks and Rockies, good on you if you do. God bless your soul if you do. <laughs> Zach Davies and Antonio Sensatella. Sensatella and the Rockies, minus 125 home favorites, plus 105 on Davies and the Rockies. On the road, in the Diamondbacks, I mean on the road as underdogs, 12 is the total there. Kelly Bidlin, we have a lot of action going on. we got a lot of scoring going on. And by the way, you can talk football now. Yes, you can. I'm going to start over on the baseball side, though, right now. Marlins 2-1 to
4: one lead over the Braves. So you're looking pretty good right there so far, uh, Wes Reynolds. That game in the bottom of the fourth inning. Marlins minus 165 live. The Braves plus 135, 7.5 is your live total. The Padres and Nationals. That game is scoreless into the top of the third inning. If you wanted to hop in live, Padres minus 205. Nationals plus 165, 6.5 the total. Guardians 5, Blue Jays zip. That game in the top of the fourth. Uh, Guardians minus 1,100. Blue Jays plus 675, 10.5 your live total. Phillies and Mets tied at one apiece, bottom of the third inning. Live numbers currently off the board. Yankees with a one nothing lead in Boston right now. Top of the third inning there. Yankees minus two oh five on the money line. Red Sox plus one sixty five. Eight and a half is your total. Orioles two. Rays nothing. Don't worry, I checked the box score again. No Mount Castle again.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, but it is two to nothing there in Tampa Bay. It's okay, we just
3: need wins for our favorite team.
4: That's right. Top yeah. of the fourth inning. Orioles minus 240, Rays plus 195, 6.5, your live total. And Tigers and White Sox scoreless, that game in the top of the fourth. If you wanted to hop in, White Sox minus 205, Tigers plus 165, 5.5, your live total. Over in the NFL preseason, Falcons 20, Lions 17. Cash those over tickets. Uh, live numbers on this game Falcons laying two and a half at minus 130, or you could go to the money line minus 165, uh, 48 and a half, The live total in that game, Jaguars 13. Browns seven, so Browns did get in the end zone there. Uh, nine minutes left in the second quarter of that game. Jags seven and a half point live favorites, forty three and a half the live total. Cardinals nine, Bengals nothing. Two minutes left in the first quarter of that game. Cardinals nine point live favorites, thirty three and a half the live total. And Wes's Eagles looking good, fourteen to nothing start over the Jets. Just is that just six minutes into that game? Is that what I'm seeing too? yeah,
5: fourteen nothing. Wow. Jalen hurts on the first drive. Six to six, eighty yards, a touchdown to Dallas Goddard. Eagles get fourth and one, uh, fourth and goal from the one they go for, it, so they punch it in. Uh, by the way, we are in a delay right now. We unfortunately that game is not on national television, so we don't have it. But uh Zach Wilson uh down with a non contact injury, so that play has been stopped. So uh, oh, we'll try to keep you updated on that. But uh we know that uh They've already had some injuries. They signed what Dwayne Brown yesterday mm-hmm. to replace Mackay Beckton there at left tackle. So now your first team quarterback being Zach Wilson uh, down on the turf thirty minutes into the preseason, not a good sign. And
4: you do have uh, we, we are having a little bit of clock issues with these games out on TV. There is one forty eight left in the first quarter, so uh, not not as quick scoring as I thought in that game. Um, and then boo 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 judge yes. bomb
3: yes. Home run, Aaron Judge, another one. You don't know how many it is. No, I don't even know what it is. You were ready. You're you, you I thought you were gonna go with it. In, Solo in, in, shot. Is yes. that, that forty seven? Forty now? six now. Forty six for, now. Forty-six now for Judge. He is uh
5: On pace for sixty-five. Uh, he has got now a hundred RBIs even on the season.
3: This guy is this guy is I'm not gonna say a lock, but Pretty close to
5: it. So, lot. at least that's good news in New York. Uh, yeah. Not so good news, uh, Zach Wilson being taken to the locker room for further medical attention.
4: Oh, that's terrible. That is terrible. I was looking forward to seeing Zach Wilson play here.
5: So, Mike White now comes into the game for the New York Jets.
3: On the Blue Jays side of things here, Wes, you know, look. They acquired Jose Brios last year on the trade deadline, thinking that that was going to be a move that I I did at the time too. Like I Mm -hmm. thought that was going to be a move to make a difference for this Blue Jays squad. Here we are, three and a third innings. He's given up six hits, five earned. He's walked a couple. He's only struck out one, and they're down five nothing in this game to this Guardians team. And in Brios CRA up now to five forty and you know this was a guy who they were looking at as being kind of their number 2 mm-hmm. i think i think they pretty much had a good idea of how the how things were going to how things were gonna pan out from a pitching standpoint for them that it was going to be Gaussman and then and then I think that they were looking at, at Barrios to be number two and he has been far, far, far from that.
5: No, he has, and uh, I mean eight and four is a solid record, but you look five nineteen on yeah. the ERA coming into tonight, four oh six on the X So I think maybe some people are saying ah uh, some positive regression is coming. Uh, Alec Manoa has been their best mm-hmm. guy uh, by far, I think 12 and five. Kevin Gaussman uh 8 and 8 but it has been respectable but you look at this Blue Jays team this team loses a lot of games that you feel like they should win. Remember when the uh, Kansas City Royals, I think it was maybe three Thursdays ago, when they basically had the Omaha Storm Chasers lineup and they go into Toronto and beat mm. these guys. So they've lost several times this year that I can think of as big favorites. And uh, not a huge favorite tonight, but nevertheless down 5 nothing, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Two on here in the top of the four for the Guardians.
3: We do have another preseason game still to come, Packers and the Niners. Oh, Jose Ramirez, did he get it? He got he it. He did.
5: Like <laughs> I said, it was going to get worse, and it has. It's now
3: 8 nothing.
5: Guardians.
3: Oh, my gosh. Jose Ramirez just golfed one out, three-run shot, 8 nothing for the Guardians over the Blue Jays. Might want to go ahead and just relieve him of his duties yeah. at, this, at this point.
5: I think you can go get him now, yeah. as Lou Brown
3: famously said. <laughs> 49ers, three-point favorites over the Packers. 35-and-a-half is the total. If you want to play the money line, minus 165 for the Niners, plus 140 for the Packers. I assume we are getting Jordan Love in this one. Mm-hmm. Yes. I assume we're getting Jordan Love. So, I mean, that uh, – uh, You know, I mean, Packers is a three-point dog here. We get a guy that is supposed to be good. You know, I I I don't know. I mean... It's interesting. I'm not going to bet this game at all. I think it would be a I think it would be a dog or pass type situation for me, but I'll I would
5: guess you would get Jordan Love at least for the entirety of the first half mm-hmm. because looking at the depth chart, Danny Etling probably going to get the second half for the Packers uh and then second half for the Niners you're going to get Nate Sudfeld who's been a backup in this league for a long time and then Brock Purdy out of Iowa State. So, nothing pre-flop for me on either full game or first half, but this might be something maybe because you are getting in-game price in uh, the uh, preseason. I know BetMGM's put some stuff up. Uh, Also, William Hill, Caesars. So you can get some in-game if you want to go ahead and do that. And I might be attacking it as an in-game under because I think you get in that second half, scoring's going to come to a halt
4: here. I mean, at least this one's on national TV because I actually think this this game's actually an interesting one to watch tonight. I I think with Jordan Love, Trey Lance, both going to go, both going to get – Maybe a little bit more playing time than you would think. You know, most of the starters or or, or the premier quarterbacks, because obviously Jordan, Jordan Love he's not mm-hmm. the starter there in in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and and Trey Lance. I mean, look, I think San Francisco I think is in a unique position this preseason where I, I know he's not. I think they said already they plan to play him like weeks one and three, and that's going to be it in, in in the preseason, but. Mm-hmm. With Garoppolo still there and Trey Lance still being kind of a younger quarterback, I think I'd be playing him a little bit more than I normally would uh, just just because you do have that protection right now, Jimmy G. You don't don't necessarily have Mm -hmm. to—you know, if something did happen to Trey Lance, your backup option is still on the team, so— um, I'm not saying they should be reckless about it, but I think you, I think you have the ability to play him more than what most teams would with a young quarterback.
5: This total, by the way, has gone up. It was 32 and a half, basically seeing 35 and a half in the market. There's a couple rogue 36s out there, but because you are going to get Jordan Love at, at least mm-hmm. for a half, and you know there's not that dr- there's going to be a drop off, obviously to the number three there in Danny Etling, and then Lance. How many reps is he going to get? Sudfeld has been a uh, backup in the league for several years that kid out of indiana university by the way so experience there but when you get to these threes and fours when you get to Etling and purdy in the fourth quarter i wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see hardly any points
3: trevor lawrence's night is done for jacksonville he finishes six of 12 for 95 yards and a touchdown also had an 11 yard scramble didn't turn the ball over i think if you're jacksonville fan Feeling pretty good about that. Mm -hmm. Feeling pretty good about that. Because there's a lot
5: of people that kind of like Jacksonville maybe to go over their Mm -hmm. wins. I still think like you do, they're a year or two away. But clearly the culture around this team with Doug Peterson, a guy comes in with a Super Bowl rating, is going to respect the players and the players are going to respect him back. I think the culture is a lot better there than it was one year ago.
3: When we come back, we continue on. 32 teams and 32 shows with... Let's just say a team that I'm not exactly excited about. On the other side here, talking some Seahawks, primetime action.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
1: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: It is Ryan
0: here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: It is primetime action. Matt, Wes, and Kelly. We are trying to figure out what we can get from this, you know, from what we're going to get from the Zach Wilson news here. It looks like he was able to walk off, Mm -hmm. so that seems to be good news. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, but Wes, I don't know if you know or not. I have been to zero minutes of medical school, so I can't really.
5: Yes, yeah, I can't really. Oh, that. everybody's a doctor now. Everybody's yes. Doctor James Andrews mm-hmm. to uh, diagnose knee injuries on Twitter nowadays.
3: Yeah, so I, uh, I was, uh, look, you know, I think if you're, I think if you're walking off, it's at least decent chance that maybe it was some sort of strain, sprain, mm-hmm. whatever, some kind of thing, cramp, whatever, you know, whatever. But again, we shall, we shall see how this all plays out. And if you are just joining us, the big, big news as we were coming on air is the Padres take a major, major blow. The whole reason everybody was loving the Padres was not only the acquisition of Bell and Soto, but it was that you knew Fernando Tatis was coming back as well. And what was this lineup going to look like when he came in there? Man, it was going to be murderers row. Well, 80 game suspension for Fernando Tatis Jr., a banned substance. And so, he wouldn't be back until about late May if this does yeah. hold at the 80 games that they have him at now. So he wouldn't be back until 80 games next year. So that is, uh, that is bad, bad news if you have futures bets on the Padres. That's for sure. Yeah, and they've,
5: they've drifted up a little bit, of course, on this news. Mm-hmm. I believe at BetMGM, they were like 14 to 1 to win the World Series. Now seeing pretty much 18 out there in the market. So, Pennant, you could see them going from like 7 to 1 to 10 to 1.
3: Our 30 seconds of sports talk radio here is this. Do these guys really think they're not going to get caught these days? Like, everybody gets <laughs> caught. Like, they're, they're all getting caught. What do what, what you – what do you think is going to happen? How you did someone sell you on No, they're never yeah. going to get you with this one. That's like, the
5: thing though, Matt. Somebody's always going to try to beat the system. Yeah. That it it'll, it'll never fail. I don't care what sport it's in. It's football, baseball, I don't care if it's professional wrestling, which yeah. I consider a sport personally, <laughs> but uh I don't care. Somebody's always going to try to beat the system. UFC, all in MMA and uh, Tatis tried to do that, didn't work out for
4: yeah, him. All it takes all it takes is one guy to believe the guy who says, "Hey man, I got the good stuff. That's not going to be detected. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. All it takes is one guy to believe that
5: That I got the supplier in Mexico or somewhere around the world, man, this won't be
3: detected. I'm reading about this stuff and it's, and it's, was it closterball, is that what it is? Yes. Uh, was initially developed in East Germany and used by athletes there to gain an athletic advantage. <laughs> right. So so these Germans 60 never
5: cheated ago. in the Olympics. Are you kidding me? Come on now. So
4: <laughs> it was ahead of its time sixty years ago. Great.
3: <laughs> so that's yeah, the well, stuff this is what he thought. He's like, This is so old. They, <laughs> they don't even test for it. this anymore. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> like, they don't even test for this anymore. Yes. He's like, you know, they're only testing for the good stuff. I'm gonna take this old stuff. And like, no, buddy, you're still getting caught. Still still getting caught, unfortunately. Looks like
4: about a list of 20 49ers that will not suit up uh, tonight. Oh. So I'm waiting. It it sounds like most of those were known, though. There's not much line movement currently going on with that. Yeah, uh, it's pretty
5: much solid three across the board for the 49ers.
3: I'm... I don't know why I'm, like, tempted to take the points with the Packers. I have right, absolutely me, too. No I reason. too. I know I have, like, no reason for so, it. I so just
4: I just can't... went on the massive Google search then, of course, Matt, to figure out what Packers were playing tonight. And I don't think that list has been released, but apparently LaFleur was with a group of about 15 to 20 guys in practice yesterday that included Aaron Rodgers. So all the Packers writers are speculating that's the group that's not playing. And it was a bunch of the big-time starters, obviously.
5: Mm. We led, by the way, in this segment with the Zach Wilson injury. Uh, Not going so well for the Mets, either. Eduardo Escobar and Jeff McNeil also leave the Mets game with injuries tonight. Brutal. Uh, 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 Tough night in sports medicine for New Yorkers.
3: Slightly up the road in Toronto. it's eight nothing. I mean, goodness gracious. (laughs) What's going on here with all of this? All right. 32 teams and 32 shows. Oh!
4: Yeah! Friday, Friday,
3: Friday, the grand
4: finale of 32 teams in 32 shows. Well,
5: yeah, we really saved the best for last. That's
4: right, we did, West the Seattle Seahawks. Ka-ka.
5: So. <laughs> That's your Seahawks sound. That's my Seahawks,
3: yeah. Aren't they more like a screech? In a, ah! in that sound, in that, don't yeah. they play that sound in the yeah, in I I stadium? Yeah, do. I don't think you want me to do a bird noise. <laughs> or something like that or whatever. It's like some sort of <laughs> screeching bird or whatever. Quality radio. Would you Everybody know, on their drive home right now. We, we, Matt and I, will try to replicate every bird that is out there. Would you know a seahawk if one just flew in the door right now? I'd have no, no I, idea what a seahawk is. I'd freak looks out, like. hide behind Sean, and be like, "There's a giant bird in L- the studio." Wes, L- L- do you know what a seahawk looks like? Do you have any? Would you have any idea?
5: I if do. Three not. birds flew Other in here. Other than the logo on their helmet, but I that does not uh, obviously if, look. like If three like birds a seahawk. flew in here right now yeah. and
3: someone said, "Hey, one of those is a seahawk," would you be able to pick out which one is a seahawk? Let's have a real talk.
4: Is a seahawk an actual Bird, or is it like a classification of birds? Mm. You know what I mean. Like, I are there multiple hawks that that live around the water and they're all like an seahawks
3: or something like that? Because
4: I've never like been at the beach and someone's like, "Oh, look, a gorgeous seahawk." I've I, I've never had that happen in my
5: life. Welcome to mm-hmm. ornithology here on Vison.
3: I'm going to look it up while you guys dig into the I, team. I, I'm going to actually need you to look that yes, up because we need to figure this out. Because I might have just the the whole thing I just brought up might just be total garbage. Right. Because right. The th- the three birds could fly in and all three of them could be seahawks. Like, for example, it'd be a I, trick question. They'd be like, ha, bro, we're all seahawks. Exactly. Yeah. It could be a trick question. Cause for example, you
4: have like an albatross, right? That's a seabird. That's a bird that flies over the sea.
3: I don't is it a seahawk? I don't know. Maybe. I bet we'll know. I'm gonna look it up. I bet we'll know here shortly. I bet we'll know here shortly. So this team went seven and ten. <laughs> Last year, they were last in the NFC West. They missed the playoffs for the first time since 2017. It was their first losing season since 2011, and the first time they finished last in the division since 1996. Of course, Pete Carroll is back, and because Pete Carroll's back, that means Russell Wilson is not because, yes. uh, you know, you get the word out of Seattle that it was mainly, hey, look, him or me type situation. They choose Pete Carroll, why? Why? I have no idea.
5: Why when he's uh, now 70 years yes. old, and that would have been the perfect time for him to retire, go do TV, he's a charismatic mm-hmm. personality. I'm sure that he could get work there if he wanted. And uh, look, him and John Schneider, they've been together a long time up there in Seattle. Certainly a ton of success, but that scene like last season, like that was the time to kind yeah. of step away, and they elected not to.
3: Apparently apparently, he wants to, he wants to stick around for a couple more seasons. Shane Waldron, second year at offensive coordinator for them. And then Clint Hurt is going to take over at defensive coordinator. He's being promoted from defensive line coach. So a little bit of a different look on the coaching staff there. And I think an upgrade
5: really there with the coordinator. It was Ken Norton Jr. That was the defensive coordinator there. So I think at least from a coaching standpoint on that side of the ball, Seattle
3: could be better. As far as the guys that came in, uh, of course, Drew Locke in, in the Russell Wilson trade, Shelby Harris in via trade, and then Noah Fant in via trade. So you have all those guys in. Quentin Jefferson also signed with this team. Justin Coleman, a cornerback, signed with this team. Austin Blythe, a center, signed with this team. Corner, Artie Burns, also signed with this team. So there were some people who did come in that might, you know, they're all going to have to play. So, you know, whether they make a difference or not, we shall see. But they're all going to have to play because these were all spots that were that were needed, of course. Out, out. Don't have to say it, but yes, Russell Wilson, gone. But other big names gone as well. Bobby Wagner, no longer with this team. DJ Reed, no longer with this team. Carlos Dunlap, Mm -hmm. no longer with this team. Gerald Everett is gone. Kerry Heider, who's an edge rusher for them, who actually played a good amount of snaps for this team and actually had a decent little pressure rate. He's gone. Ethan Pochicks is gone. He's a left guard for them. Jamarco Jones is a left tackle. He's gone. And then Rasheem Green, A backup edge rusher for them is also out of town. So what did they do in the draft? They came in, their first pick. They take Charles Cross, offensive tackle. Good pick. They needed it. Offensive lineman had left, so they needed an offensive lineman. (laughs) Defensive end, Boy Mafe in with their second-round pick. Of course, I just listed off all the edge rushers that left town, so they needed to replace that, so good on them. This is where things went off the rails and everyone started laughing hysterically because as bad as this team is and as many needs as this team has – they used their second, second-round pick on Kenneth Walker, a running back. And I think Kenneth Walker is a perfectly fine player, Wes. Mm-hmm. But when you have as many glaring needs as the Seahawks have, I mean, literally one of the worst rosters in all of the NFL, using your second, second-round pick on a running back is just really, really on brand for Pete Carroll.
5: Yeah, and and look, I thought, you know, he could have won at least just on pure value around, maybe mm. even two rounds later in the fourth round, and they perhaps could have got him. Uh, you know, I like that they met the needs in the first two rounds. Mm. They got another tackle, by the way, Aver mm. Lucas out of Washington State in the third round. Kobe Bryant, uh, C-O-B-Y by the way, not K-O-B-E. Good corner, I think, out of Cincinnati in the fourth round. But yeah, that Walker pick was much a head scratcher.
3: It just—it it was one of those things. Everybody just started laughing out loud, and and rightfully so. It's just—it's this squad that needs so many. I mean, needs so much. They, it is, they,
5: you look at this roster, Matt, and that's the thing—they just don't have a lot of talent on yeah. this roster. And the names that you know are all older guys, right. like a Jamal Adams or a, you know. Al Woods or at dad nose tackle or somebody like that. These are all older players, so uh, you know, just not a lot to write home about. You got, I mean, Metcalf and Lockett is a solid one-two at receiver, but who's going to throw him the ball?
3: We'll look at what this team is projected to do according to the advanced analytics out there. We'll we'll run through this was- roster, and again, if you kind of get what we're going through here, there's not a lot of highlights on that. That's for that's for sure. It actually sparked a bet from me doing this deep dive. Oh, yeah. We will release that on the other side here as well. We continue on with the Seahawks. College Football Guide's out now. The NFL Guide's coming in a couple of weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, Power ratings over under recommendations. Plus, we got best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a Visa and All Access subscriber. It's worth the money. It's $175. That's a discounted price, and you get everything. You get the college football guide. You get the pro f- football betting guide. And you get everything that the Visa and All Access subscription has to offer from now through the Super Bowl. You can join us for 40 bucks a month, but that would be Ridiculous! Just pay the 175 from now to the Super Bowl. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options to become a part of the sports betting network. As always, drink responsibly. So they're just calling it a knee injury for Zach Wilson. That's it. That's all they're saying right now. But it's a knee. It's a knee for, uh, for Zach Wilson.
5: Another quarterback injury, by the way, uh, for Cincinnati. Brandon Allen, who did get the start, Joe Burrow, not going against Arizona tonight, is being evaluated for a concussion. So uh, you were seeing Jake Browning, and I believe uh, you were commenting because you were following that over the break. They brought Evan McPherson out. It looks like, what was it, a 58-yard field goal, but that kick is good. So 9-6 to here, 949 left to go in the second quarter. Looks like it's going to be Jake Browning the rest of the way for the Bengals.
3: Your National League MVP frontrunner is Paul Goldschmidt. Your American League MVP frontrunner is Aaron Judge. Goldschmidt is uh, joining him in that department tonight with the home run. Both of these guys have gone deep. Both of these guys continuing on to uh, make it really tough for for voters not to go their way west. They just continue to pound the baseball a bomb for Judge tonight, and a bomb for Goldschmidt tonight.
5: Yeah, and and I know we've been kind of commenting about Goldschmidt, like when he was the odds-on favorite. It's like, oh, why is he the odds-on favorite? But nobody's really coming to catch him right now. Uh, you you look at that because it's like, okay, you're looking down the board a little bit because I, I put a little bit on Austin Riley a couple mm. weeks ago at 16-1, to 1, but it's like nobody's just making that real push to catch Goldie right now.
3: Let's continue on here with... The Seattle Seahawks. And this team really, you can look at the last year's stats, but it doesn't really matter because you throw everything out. Like they lost so much production from last year that it doesn't really matter what we look at. We've been talking a lot about, you know, okay, well, last year they were this, that, and the other. But I mean, you know, you lose Russell Wilson, you lose all those guys on defense. It doesn't really matter what the last year numbers were. So if we kind of look at the projections as we move forward into 2022, West, football outsiders hasn't been at seven point two wins, which I think is incredibly optimistic for mm-hmm. for this team, um, zero to five wins, twenty seven percent of the time; six to eight wins, forty four percent of the time; nine to eleven, twenty four percent of the time. And actually had them at a playoff team. And again, this is all simulation stuff. This isn't um you know this isn't like the the minds over there meeting and coming up with these numbers. Right. This is just they they just run a sim and then spit out what the sim does. Um, that said, what they what they do do is get together in what what. What this doesn't match up with is their 2020 projections on how this team is going to look. 30th overall is how they have them rated. 32nd offense with the 20th defense. And if you look at kind of Warren Sharp and what he has to say about this team, despite the fact that they have the 11th easiest schedule in all of football, he only has them at 5.8 wins. And he, of course, he has all of the all of their units ranked really low as well. 26th offensive line, 30th uh, defensive front seven, and the 25th secondary as well. And as you were saying, like you look up and down this roster and you try to find like every roster kind of has like a dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like every roster kinda has a dude. And I guess you could, you know, it would obviously on this one it's DK Metcalf and, and I guess to a lesser extent Tyler Lockett on that. But you're you're looking outside of that and you just start going, who's who's the dude? And I just can't really I can't really point to anybody else, and it's great that you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and certainly they're going to help bail out Drew Lock and at, at certain times because they're so incredibly good. But we know what Drew Lock is. We've seen enough yeah. of Drew Lock to know that he's terrible. And so, if your best two players are both wide receivers, but your quarterback is absolutely garbage, I don't know if that's really, I don't know if that's really great.
5: Yeah, because you look, yeah. it's like, who's going to be the option? Is it going to be Smith or is it going to be Locke? Jacob Eason, by the way, mm-hmm. the number three, the former Washington Husky. So, yeah, I just don't know how these guys are going to move the ball. Like, I think Noah Fan is going to have bigger numbers at tight end just mm-hmm. because somebody's got to catch passes. So, this is probably a better opportunity, at least in terms of numbers, for him than he really had in Denver. He came, of course, as part of that trade for Russell Wilson. But, uh, yeah, just looking just looking at this schedule, obviously, uh, obviously they open at home. Uh, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson goes back home to Seattle for uh, week 1 opener on Monday night football. Then you go to San Francisco, you get Atlanta in. Maybe that's a winnable game. That's kind of a coin flip between yeah. two of the worst teams in the league. You go to Detroit, you go to St. or New Orleans rather and then you have Arizona coming in. So, yeah, it, it's tough. I know you have that alternate win under and I may follow you on that because uh, I'm 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 struggling finding six wins on this schedule.
3: Yeah, I took an alt under last night at uh, alt under five plus one eighty five. I started going through this schedule, and you know now I could have a bad read on some of these teams, and if that's the case, then you know maybe I end up losing this bet. But you you look down here, Wes. I think the Lions are going to be pretty gritty and better than I think most people think. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably a seven win Lions team, and. That's an on the that's a road game for Seattle here. I know mean, that's one of the ones that I think people would look at and say, okay, well that's a winnable game. You go, you pass that. You you know they're going to be dogs to the Saints. Going to be dogs to the Cardinals. Certainly dogs to the Chargers. Then you get to that Giants Giants game there in Week Eight. Now listen, I could be wrong. I'm a little bit higher on the Giants than most than than most other people are. But I think by the time Week Eight rolls around and you have eight weeks under your belt of Brian Dayball being in there and really kind of getting his offense going. And and while that, like, I think this Giants team could maybe be looking a little bit better by the time we get to this game. And so I don't chalk that up really as a win on the road at the Cardinals, the Bucs, the Raiders, who I think all of us think are going to be better. Even if the Rams don't have Matthew Stafford, they're still going to be favorites over the Seahawks team when the Seahawks have to travel to them on the road in week 13. So I was just trying to find six wins for me to lose this. And, in like, under the best case scenario, I kept getting to five where okay, it's a push, I get my money back. So I just it seemed like too good of a bet for me to to pass up on here. And so I went ahead and took the the alt under on the five.
5: Yeah, and and that certainly seems reasonable because you gotta think that the offense, which was kind of mediocre at least last year, they didn't turn the ball over. That's what they were best at doing. But you gotta think that this is obviously yeah. gonna take a pretty big dive with either Geno Smith or uh Drew Locke. Now are they going to be in the stakes for Jimmy Garoppolo? But I don't know how much Jimmy Garoppolo would really make them right. better. He's better than the other two that yes. I name, but all of a sudden, are you going to be like, okay, this is you know a team that could go 500? I don't think so.
3: I kind of go back to what what we were saying with some of these other teams, and, and specifically the Texans. Is I think it's in their best interest to lose a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're so far away right yeah. now. You're so bad that. Getting getting a top draft pick to where you yeah. can at least get a foundational piece with a quarterback and yeah, you build get around Bryce right Young yeah.
5: or CJ Stroud or whoever is going to be in. I mean, there's probably going to be several first yeah. round picks you would think at quarterback next
3: and, year. And so, like you know, you get your pick of the litter for you know again these seven or eight guys that all seem like could possibly end up with first round grades next year. I don't think it's in their best interest to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and him screw around and win six no. or seven games. And then next thing you know, you don't get your pick of the litter with the quarterback. Now, there'll still be someone there that mm-hmm. you would want, but you, you're you not at the very top and you get to get your your number one guy. and You know, you look at this offensive line, rated dead last by Pro Football Focus as we head into the season. They're going to be starting rookies at both tackle positions. That typically doesn't go too well whenever you're starting rookies at both tackle positions. Then you got Gabe Jackson and Damian Lewis at the guards. They were 51st and 57th rated, respectively. Last season, and then you have Austin Blythe, who's going to have to step in and play center for them. He got hurt in training camp last year and ended up only playing in four games for the Chiefs and only played a handful of snaps in those four in those games that he did play. So you have a guy that basically hadn't played in a year. You got two guys that were, you know, in the lower in the lower third of the league at their position, and then two rookies at the tackle position. This offensive line could not only be bad, West, it could be one of the most historically bad offensive lines yeah. we've seen in a long, well, I, long, I long, long time. I remember
5: Blythe from Indianapolis and when he was with the Colts too, and he was a backup there. He yeah. was not even close to being a full-time starter. He was drafted in the seventh round back in 2016 out of Iowa from the Colts, and usually you give Iowa offensive linemen the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. they're usually some of the better ones in the league, but – you know, this is not what you would call a top-end center.
3: You look on the defensive side of the ball, they lose all of those playmakers on the defensive side of the ball, which really just has the team fall completely off. So who they're going to be starting at defensive line, none of those guys even graded out higher than a 64 last season. Every single one of them were in the bottom third at their respective positions. And then you look at the secondary, and, yeah, they brought in Artie Burns, and he's – all right, he's mm-hmm. mediocre he's middle of the pack. But outside of that, nobody else. I mean, Jamal Adams, as you mentioned, on the downside of his career, on the on the on the old side of his career, and everyone else is is also, you know, mediocre, middle of the pack. So I mean, this defense takes a huge, huge step back, an offensive line that's gonna be bad, a bad quarterback. And yeah, you do have two good receivers at Metcalf and Lockett, but they can't win it on their own. They can't throw it no. to themselves. You no. know, so you can only just,
5: run so many yeah. end arounds or gadget plays with those guys. So
3: again, like I, I couldn't find six wins for this team so i think i'm in kind of in a in a push worst case scenario with the bet that i put in i think this team could end up being right there with the bears as the as competing for the absolute worst team in the NFL. When we come back we're going to talk some college football with Kenny White here on primetime action. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions do apply. The other eligibility restrictions also, DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. Responsibly. Listen, all you need to know Liverpool. That's all you need to know. There you go. That's all you need to know. Put just put all the Liverpool players in your in your on your team. How's it working out for you so far? I I they uh they tied the first one. Uh, that's a draw. Yeah, I refused. <laughs> yeah. I, refi- I refuse. They had a draw in their I first refused. match. When they win, when they win, I'll say that they won, and then I'll start saying draws and stuff. But as long as you, you you're, you're <laughs> until you win, you're a tie. You're the team tied, in my opinion. Come on, Liverpool. Got ten week future bet on a ten month future bet on you. Know
4: coming up in fifteen minutes, there will be a quiz on Seahawks. It's a fun, fun new uh, game we're playing on the show called "Is This a Seahawk."
3: I love it. You can find him on CBS Sports HQ. You can find him at Whitesports.com And on the Twitter machine, at K Vegas. he is Kenny White. Kenny, good to have you, man. That means it's college football time. We got you on the program. Hey, Matt and Wes. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's so exciting.
6: And, uh, man, it's been a lot of work. But um, I'm excited and I'm ready for the season. I'm kind of still in the middle of the forest where I can't see the trees because this year actually uh, put a lot of time in every single FCS school. Um so many people who were taking FCS wagers throughout the year, FCS versus FCS. So um I think
3: that market is uh gonna be a very good market for me this year. Well, let's start at the very top here, and I do want to get your opinion on Alabama and Ohio State. They being the very short shots, Alabama plus 175 to win it all. Ohio State three to one. Now Georgia is in that next year, four, four and a half, five to one, depending on which book you're looking at. How much better as you really dug into this were Alabama and Ohio State, and I guess we can even lump in Georgia into that than than all the other teams that you were doing research on.
6: Yeah, and Clemson as well. Kirby Smart's done done such a great job recruiting at Georgia. It, it, to lose as many guys to the NFL as he lost, it is amazing that they're able to reload and be in the same conversation. So um, I have Alabama and Ohio State one and two, Alabama one, Ohio State two, uh, Georgia three and Clemson's right there at four. So uh, the, the numbers are right for the odds to win the championship. Uh, the difference between those Alabama and Ohio State, I think I have a three and a half point difference and then dropping down to Georgia a couple more points and a point maybe to Clemson. Uh, Clemson, it's always going to be their quarterback. He's the he's the biggest question mark whether he can do it or not this year.
5: And, Kenny, let's go to the ACC. Clemson, the favorite, a lot of hype on NC State. Maybe they're this year's North Carolina, like last year, the Tar Heels fell short. Maybe the Wolfgat can be different. Mario Cristobal now down there at Miami, a lot of expectations with Tyler Van Dyke. But uh, you're going back to the team that won this conference last year, and that is the Pitt Panthers. Uh, new quarterback Keaton Slovis, new offensive coordinator in Frank Signetti, but you like the Panthers again.
6: I do. I think Pat Narduzzi's done a great job recruiting there. Their defense is tremendous. Uh, you bring in Slovis to, to fit right in for Kenny Pickett. I don't think there's much of a drop-off, even though Pickett goes in the first round of the Steelers. Slovis has got a lot of talent. You said it, the defending champs. Uh, this is a team that can win it all once again. I think they'll, they'll be battling Clemson this year in that championship game, not Wake Forest. Uh, but an 8-1, to one, I couldn't pass it up. I have Pittsburgh the 15th best team in the country. Uh, and in Martin, as I said, I think Narduzzi's done a very good job there.
3: Here's an interesting one because I have not seen this team thrown around to take it down. The Pac-12, USC is at the top at plus 220, Utah at plus 240, Oregon at plus 280. So all three of those getting clumped in as the overwhelming favors to take down the Pac-12. But Kenny, you're looking at UCLA. Yeah, I, I think USC and um, Utah are the best two
6: teams in the Pac-12. They're kind of co-champs to, to win it. Oregon fits in at third, but UCLA... Um, has a lot of transfers that are going to be starting this year, eight transfers that will be starting on offense and defense, and several more on the on the second level of, that, of this team. Dorian Thompson-Robinson returns, a dual-threat quarterback that didn't have the greatest of years last year, but I think it's his third year in the offense now. I have him the 11th best quarterback in college football. I think he is going to have a great year in this offense. I think the defense will be vastly improved. Um, you know, the biggest the biggest thing is they get Utah at home. That's that's going to be a big game for them. I think I think UCLA and Chip Kelly's on the verge. And, you know, all the talk is about USC. And that is really good when you're a Chip Kelly and you're not getting the, the talk that uh, you think you probably deserve. Um, I think UCLA will be ready to play this year.
5: Kenny, let's stick in the pack 12 though. And uh, no divisions it is going to be, it's not going to be North and South anymore. So uh, no guarantee that you're going to get the ducks necessarily in the conference championship game. Uh, Washington does bring in a new coach with Kalen DeBoer coming in from Fresno state and looking at Oregon right now, I think they're juiced to the over at eight and a half minus half minus one thirty-five. You can maybe play the under nine. If you want to go ahead and do that and lay some big, but uh, you're not very high on the ducks with the first year your head coach this year
6: well i the win total is nine so i, I am i am high in this team i think they're very good landing is going to be a first time head coach um that's always a worry to me changing changing you know your schemes on both sides of the football bo nicks coming in a lot of pressure on them i i tell it wise they're the third best team in the conference uh, they're behind usc and utah um but I just think there's some stumbling blocks. I think they lose the first game of the year to, to Georgia. Uh, that may be the only game of the year that they're an underdog in. But there's several other games I think that they could go down in. I like BYU this year. I think they're a very good team. Uh, Utah and Oregon State at the end of the year are going to be tough battles. And, and there's no gimmies. I don't think Arizona's improved. they got to go on the road there. UCLA, as I mentioned, I like their, their team this year. They're the fourth best team Cal in Colorado and then Washington at DeBoer. It, it's a tough schedule
3: for Oregon. They got one of the toughest schedules in the country, I think. Kenny, I love these type of bets because it lets me know. It just lets you know exactly how how deep you are diving into all this. Akron over two and a half wins. Where are they getting the three wins there, <laughs> <Love> Kenny? <it. laughs> well, you know what? I, I love the uh, the new head coach Joe
6: Moorhead. Ah, uh, this is a program. Yeah, that it wasn't has won and has not won many football games. I think they've won three in the last three years. They did win two games last year. Now Moorhead was very successful at the FCS level. at At uh, Fordham, went thirty eight and thirteen. Uh, Mississippi State, he was fourteen and twelve. He made made two bowl games. That's in the SEC. Now he's now he's coaching in the back. Uh, DJ Irons takes over at quarterback. This kid was tremendous last year in a couple of games against Auburn. He was thirteen for thirteen. Uh, He's a dual threat quarterback. Three starts last year. He ran for 487 yards. I think he's going to be exciting. They bring in Cam Wiley uh, from uh, from Minnesota at running back. They also got a transfer from Pittsburgh and LSU that will start at wide receiver. A tight end from West Virginia. On the offensive line, they bring in a guy from Houston and a guy from Penn State. These aren't mid-American athletes. These are bigger college athletes. This This is an improved team, but don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're going bowling and winning six games. I have them winning three and a half games. You're right. Where are the wins? St. Francis PA in the first game. As I said, I did a lot of work on the FCS. I think Akron could be a two-touchdown favorite in that game. I think they beat Bowley Green. I think they beat Eastern Michigan. And I think they got a chance to beat Buffalo at the end of the year. I think they could win four games this year.
5: Kenny, uh, turning our attention to the Big 12 where, you know – Uh, Some will say Oklahoma is the best team. Some will say Texas is the best team. A really interesting conference with a real clear-cut favorite like you have in most of the Power Fives. But uh, one team that looks like they might drop off, and this was a team that was a disappointment last year, bringing back Purdy, bringing back their star running back, and that was the Cyclones of Iowa State. Matt Campbell, usually rumored to be jumping ship and going for every open job. Not so much this year, but he doesn't bring a lot back in terms of returning starters.
6: No, you're right. Uh, looking at their defense, they're very inexperienced. They're number 108 in the country in returning snaps. Uh, they're they're my ninth ninth team out of ten teams in the conference. Uh, only Kansas. That's the only team that they're, they're better than. Um, Hunter Hunter Decker is the quarterback. He's a, he's a very talented quarterback. But here's one thing I, I thought about when I rated this team out. He's a lefty. They go from Brock Purdy's four-year starter right hander to a left-handed quarterback, and I remember this from Joe Montana to Steve Young. The first year Steve Young started, it didn't—they didn't get off to a good start because everyone was used to a right-handed quarterback. It's completely different using a lefty. So Deckers is going to take some time, I think, to settle in. He's got forty-three career passes, so this is a very inexperienced uh, team in a tough conference. I, I went under six and
3: a half. Kenny, we've only got about 25 seconds here, but if it's not Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, or Clemson, who wins the national championship? Oh, boy, that's that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I, I would go maybe with Utah. This Utah team is extremely solid. Maybe the fat of the Pac-12, if those four teams don't win it, but i got to believe it's going to be one of those four. You can find him at Kenny White Sports. You can find him at CBS HQ as well and on Twitter at KYD Vegas. Go ahead and get his great work over there. He puts in tons and tons and tons of time. Kenny, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Best of luck to everybody on the season.
6: You bet,
5: Kenny. Thank you.
3: Things can't get worse for this White Sox squad. Luis Robert trying to steal second. Scope blocks it with his leg, and something happened to his wrist. He is leaving the game, so we shall see. Primetime action coming back.